You're listening to Fly By Night, a podcast by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots. Brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here's your host, MEC Communications Chair, Captain Chris Lee. My guest today is Fatigue Risk Management Committee Chair, Captain Rob Bassett. Thanks for coming, Rob. Thanks for having me, Chris. Rob, talk some about the makeup of your committee and your committee's roles and responsibilities. Our committee has a lot going on. We cover regulatory work, working on the national industrial level, a lot of administrative, working with our CBA and the reports, operational aspects where we are involved with every build process with the the SIG and the PSIT. And there are a lot of pairings that the different PSIT members have asked us to look at from a fatigue perspective, and I will go through each one of those from every bid pack and work with company to either recommend a fix or a must fix. But most importantly, it's the personal side. It's the one-on-one, and it's the tools I can bring to pilots to help them with this challenging schedule. And with those tools, I've recommended Newcom. I have several articles out. Uh, I've brought on a company called Somni. I still have 100 openings available for pilots who want to learn more about fatigue and sleep, sleep hygiene for themselves. The health and well-being of the pilots is my number one focus. I'm a pilot advocate, and yes, I do a lot of work with the schedules. I have two hardworking committee members, uh, David Bassett and Mike Murphy, who work with the company on all the company reports. And we also spend countless hours running each of the pairings, the prelim, through a biomathematical model and giving scoring to each of the PSIT bid packs. Then we do a final analysis of each of those pairings once uh, the changes have gone into place. And then after build week, we do a line analysis and give that feedback to the PSIT and the SIG. And both those, my committee members work very hard to help out and bring fatigue awareness to the PSIT. Uh, One of the things I'm excited about is we, in response to the Tulsa incident, one of the things that NTSB questioned us on was when we do biomathematical analysis, do we give that information to the pilots? Uh, We do not, but we want to. Presently, All we do with the biomathematical analysis is score that pairing. And with that scoring, if it scores low in its effectiveness or alertness, then we work with the PSIT and the company to change that if we feel that is a hazard worth our involvement. But what would be great would be to have a pilot go online and download their pairing and have a graphical analysis of their pairing. So if they're on a single line departure, they'll know that on the arrival into Delhi, five days into the trip, that will be the lowest point of their alertness or effectiveness during that trip. And with that analysis, we can also offer predicted sleep. And so the pilot will hopefully, on the static display, be able to see where they fall in this predicted analysis, and if they've slept more or less than that area, that low point in their alertness and effectiveness, they're aware of that low point. 
So basically, it gives the pilot the ability to highlight potential fatigue threats. Yes. It's not a tool, and going forward, a lot of the directions we're trying to go, we don't want to give the pilot a indication of, if you're here, call out fatigue. It's more of a guideline. As I like to say that all of us are very different in our sleep hygiene, our sleep habits, our caffeine intake, our health. That all plays into this. I can only go with predicted average uh, numbers and present them to the pilots so that they can look and see where they might fall on that spectrum. We understand that we fly the most difficult schedules in the industry. How are FedEx pilots doing when it comes to fatigue issues? Overall, they're doing great. If you compare FedEx to other airlines, it would be it would look a lot different than it is. On average, we call on fatigue in the last couple of years uh, in the low 30s per month. In the beginning, maybe five years ago, it was averaging 10 to 15 fatigue calls per month. Why the increase? Uh, good question. It could be due to um, education. Uh, the latest article I put out talked about the comparison or the increase in fatigue calls. And I think that's just due, due to um, the education of the pilots. I put out a lot of articles. I really try to inform the pilots that calling in fatigue is um, beneficial to their health, beneficial to the company. We are trying to create tools to educate pilots. On my website, I have a how-to call-out fatigue. I have a, an assessment checklist that's available, and then I have the implications of calling out fatigue based on Chapter 12.9 in the CBA, and we can break that down later if you'd like. When a pilot's out in the field and has a fatigue issue, how do they call in fatigued? There's the Karma Checklist that we created uh, a couple years ago. And in that karma checklist, it walks you through the steps of calling in fatigue. And the karma checklist is available in three places. It's on your iPad under fatigue risk management in the content locker. It is on or in the Alpha calendar. It is also available on my fedex.alpa.org FRMC website. And it steps you through the acronym of calling in fatigue. Uh, and the steps to do it. And the most important thing I can say about this checklist is after you call on fatigue, your biggest responsibility is to get rest regardless of, you know, are you still on your schedule or not? It's after you get the rest, after you get to a hotel or you're complete with your pairing that you, you then finish the rest of the checklist. We usually hear about a couple of issues pilots have concerns with when calling in fatigued, and one of those issues has to do with the potential for discipline. Can you talk about that some? Pilots here at FedEx should understand that calling in fatigue is not punitive. It is a very simplified process. Once you call, follow the karma checklist, and in that you call the duty officer and say you are fatigued. When that happens, the duty officer will open up a web page, gather information, uh, and populate a message to um, fatigue risk management group, and then we'll help you with the rest of your calling in fatigue. Now, under 
12.8.9 uh, in the CBA, when you call out fatigue, uh, matters in how that is processed. But there has been zero, and there will be zero punitive actions for calling out fatigue. The company does not want you to fly fatigue. They want you to move the freight, but they absolutely do not want you to fly fatigued. I want you to call out fatigued only because I do not want you to fly fatigued. Another concern pilots have when calling in fatigued is pay issues. Can you talk about that? Sure. Again, in the CBA 12A9, uh, a pilot who is excessively tired prior to check-in, but following a legal rest period, that uh, trip guarantee will go into their general makeup bank. So that is uh, following a legal rest period. So let's say you're starting a pairing, and I've got some good examples here. Uh, you're on B reserved, you're notified at 1300 local and assigned a trip that launches at 0030 and released into rest. If you call in fatigue prior to that, uh, that trip guarantee will go into your general makeup bank. If you call in fatigued after check-in without legal rest, example, hub turning, uh, that remainder of the trip will be placed into sick leave status. If you're on the trip, uh, and you call out fatigue, the duty officer has three choices. The pilot may be given a legal rest period, schedule will be revised to continue, or the pilot's current trip may be revised to include some alternative duty assignment, or the pilot's trip concludes but is put in sick for remainder of trip. An already tired pilot might not be the best person to self-assess their level of fatigue. Can you talk about that? That is correct. Uh, you do have several tools that you can use. Other crew members are usually a good source. Uh, example is one time I was revised and I told them, I said, let me call you back. We were on the deck in Miami. I grabbed the first officer and said, can you come back here for a second? And so we got into the, the career area and I said, okay, I'm being asked to revise to continue and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And we went over my sleep history. We went over the flight. Uh, I explained how much sleep I had gotten in the last 12 hours, 24 hours. And we came to a decision whether I should go or not. And uh, with his help, I was able to get an external assessment of how I felt. You're not always going to get that. Uh, and so I did produce a checklist that is online. It was in the October SIG notes. It was, it's also in the article NAPS Reporting and Assessment Checklist uh, back in October 12th. Positive rate. And the big thing there is the, the two headers are recognizing fatigue and personal assessment. And the big things about personal assessment is, uh, is your sleep. And when was the last time you slept? What was the quality of that sleep? How long have you been awake? How much longer will your duty continue? Um, how is your workload? And your workload could be excessive if there's maintenance or weather issues. And then when all else fails, I'm safe checklist. Again, that's available online and in several articles uh, I've posted recently. Recognizing fatigue is very hard as well. One of the easiest ones, missing radio calls. is usually a good start. Irritability for me is uh, usually one of the first steps where I need to take a step back and realize I, my 
fuse is shorter than it normally is. Uh, but I also posted a, a long list of recognizing fatigue from a personal perspective. Well, you kind of hit on it a little bit, but a pilot who's in the field considering calling in fatigue, is their assessment more of a look forward, a look backwards, or a little of both? Yeah, good question, Chris. I think that's a little bit of both, and it really um, requires the pilot to open up the apertures, really take a wider view of where they're at and where they're going. The recency of sleep and the amount of sleep in the last 12 to 24 hours can make um, a big deal in your assessment. Or the last week or the last six months. Some of our pilots fly a lot and are chronically fatigued when they show up here at FedEx for a duty period. So that assessment can go back six hours, 12 hours, six months. Really needs to you know, take that step back and look at your overall health and capabilities going forward. And then what's ahead of you? If it's a short leg and you, you know, talk it over with your crew members and you feel that you have enough in your tank to continue, then that short duty period may work. If it's a very long flight, let's say you were revised from Indy to go to Anchorage, that might be too far or too long of a duty period to continue. One foot stomper we always try to mention is that you don't have to call in fatigued to do a fatigue report. Can you talk about the reporting system? I agree with you. It is a foot stomper. Uh, one of our sayings, uh, and not just this committee, is no reports equal no data, meaning we have nothing to work on. So if there's no reports, everything would appear to be good to go. Again, you do not have to call out fatigue. It is part of the just culture to recognize a hazard or a potential hazard and self-report the issue so that we become aware of it. When we received one report about an issue, that's not really data. If we receive 10, 20, 30, or more reports of the same issue, that's data. That is something we can work with. I ask when you file a report that you file a report with company and you also file a DART report. And trust me, I understand this is very repetitive and frustrating, but these reports are different in nature. The company report creates awareness and data. The union DART report creates accountability. And in that accountability, I answer every DART report. The company will not answer every report, but they have those reports in hand to use as data. And with that, I am able to help solve problems. Maybe it's a squeaky door in the RDU ramp. Maybe it is no linens in Alliance Fort Worth. Note, thanks to all who brought that forward, and we immediately took care of that issue uh, ASAP. If you're in the field and you have an issue that needs immediate attention, you can reach out to me via email, text, or call. What's the one thing about fatigue that you wish all our pilots knew? I guess you talked about it earlier but it's tough to assess your fatigue. It's tough to make decision to call on fatigue when you are fatigued. Know where to find fatigue information. Again, fatigue is very individual for each one of us. In the Tulsa incident, one of the things we found out was the variance of pilot sleep schedules. We already knew this, but we do biomathematical model analysis, both through the union and 
through the company, and that is based on predicted sleep. In that, in several instances, we've been able to grab actual sleep and do a comparison. And just between the two pilots in Tulsa or in other instances and the predicted sleep, they're all three different. So multiply that by the 5,800 pilots we have, and every pilot out there will have a different sleep schedule from another. So we really can't pigeonhole best practices for each person. We can just offer up what we think is best practices. So if I would recommend or I would want pilots to know is where can I find more information? And that information is on the fedexalpa.org website under FRMC. It's available in your pocket calendar in the green pages. It's available on your iPad content locker. And through and then in the many articles that I've written, there are links that are on that FRMC website. And those are invaluable because they're reactive articles. They're fingers on the pulse. Many of those articles have narratives that were written by our pilots where they were fatigued and didn't call out fatigued, or they were fatigued and called out fatigued. And it gives really good scenarios of what the pilots are enduring when they're flying for FedEx. You mentioned just culture. Can you talk more about what that means and how it relates to fatigue? Yes. Uh, Over a decade ago, SMS and Just Culture uh, were published, and in that was self-reporting. And the importance of self-reporting, similar to ASAP's fatigue reports, are de-identified, and they are non-punitive. And you have to have that type of system in place before you can fix any problems we have out there. Earlier I mentioned that No reports equal no data. No reports equal no problem. In that just culture under SMS, this allows you to file reports with zero punitive repercussions and let us know what is working and what is not working. And remind pilots what SMS is? A safety management system. And that was covered very well by the HF class. Uh, great feedback for that. Uh, the instructors reached out to me and I gave them as much information about fatigue as I could. They made fatigue very personal and they allowed pilots to assess themselves ahead of time before they go flying again. Uh, I don't have the proper statistics, but I can tell you 50% of the fatigue calls and reports I've gotten when I look at the pilot's calendar, they have had that HF class in the last two or three months. How does the amount of fatigue calls we have here at FedEx compare with the rest of the industry? It's apples to asparagus when you compare that. A lot of the fatigue calls at other airlines are after a very long duty day and are right up to their duty limitations. Here at FedEx, we are normally well within our duty limits. And those fatigue calls are a lot of times based on revisions or changes, maintenance issues, or whether what was scheduled is no longer um, the same. And so the pilot has prepared for what is scheduled, not for what could possibly be scheduled. And it's through those revisions or changes or conditions that have now increased their duty day, not up into the duty limits, but when, it's, when you're starting a trip at 2 in the morning, you're already behind the power curve. 
Rob, is there anything else? If more pilots call out fatigued when they are fatigued, that helps the company. I'm not asking you to call in fatigued. I'm asking you to not fly fatigued. That is a very big difference. If pilots have any further questions or if you have any fatigue-related issues, please send me a DART directly at dart.alpa.org. And another thing, Chris, if any of our listeners have fatigue topics that they would like me to talk about in a future podcast, please email at fdxpodcastquestions at alpa.org. Thanks, Rob. And thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please go to our website, fdx.alpa.org, and utilize the DART link. And as always, be safe out there, and we'll see you next time.